December 8th, 2023. This one is called Eggnog Nozog. Greetings, everyone. So today I want to talk a little bit about the history and lore of eggnog, which of course is synonymous with the Yule season. Eggnog was also historically known as a milk punch or an egg milk punch when alcoholic beverages are added. It's a rich, chilled, sweetened, dairy-based beverage, traditionally made, of course, with milk and cream, sugar, egg yolks, and whipped egg whites. And of course, it's synonymous with the most festive time of year, which is the Yule season, not the holiday season. We keep on hearing this happy holidays thing, and it's really taken off in the last decade, I would say, of people saying happy holidays. I'd always rather hear Merry Christmas or Happy Yuletide because we all know that's really the reason for the season. That's what it's about. It's not about any of these other holidays. Uh, it's really the festive Yuletime. And of course, it's the winter solstice. It's the shortest day of the year. We're leading up to the shortest day of the year, which is going to be on 12-21. So we're getting close. Eggnog is rich and delicious. And it's, of course, like I said, become synonymous with the most festive time of year. It's a milk and egg-based concoction, tasty on its own, or dressed up with other flavors and spiked with alcohol. Of course, you can do it without alcohol, too, if you want to serve it to children or to someone who isn't um, taking alcohol for whatever reason that is. And I'm going to be posting uh, George Washington's original interpretation of eggnog over on the Tabitha's Kitchen channel, which of course gets always fed into the Tabayuga White Wellness channel, so be sure to check that out as well. And these days, there's so many groovy twists on the traditional eggnog. There's even a recipe for a gingerbread eggnog, which would be utilizing a bunch of spices, because traditionally it's really just nutmeg that's used, but if it was a gingerbread one, you could use allspice, clove, cinnamon, ginger, even adding a wee bit of uh, dark molasses to it. I also saw, found a groovy recipe for an eggnog cheesecake. I think that sounds pretty rad as well. And um, what else did I see? I think I saw eggnog truffles. That was something else. You know, things with white chocolate would probably go really well with those eggnog flavors, I would think. So another idea right there of how to use it if you want to do like a little... A little twist on the original thing. So let's talk a little bit about the history of eggnog. Well, December itself is National Eggnog Month. If any month was going to be Eggnog Month, December makes, of course, appropriate sense. And December 24, Christmas Eve, is National Eggnog Day. There is no more perfect time of year to learn everything you can about eggnog, all the whilst slip sipping on a cup of this creamy concoction. Indulge in these festive facts about eggnog. Eggnog likely originated in the medieval period known as posset, that's P-O-S-S-E-T, a hot milk-based drink made of spices and wine. So the original one had wine, not uh, liquor, like it traditionally has these days. Even though posset could be a cocktail, it was also used as a remedy for colds and flus for its soothing properties. That makes me think historically of drinks kind of like a hot toddy. And, you know, these days our association for the most part with alcohol is cold, uh, chilled. And typically when you're ill, chilled is not what you want, unless maybe you have some type of throat thing going on, like um, laryngitis or, or something like that. 
but typically you're going to want something warm. So I think back in the day, you know, people used to give someone like a hot toddy, which usually just has like a, a shot or so of, of dark alcohol. I believe that's a whiskey, if memory serves correctly. So originally this was used as a remedy for colds and flus because of its soothing properties. Milk, eggs, and sherry used in the early recipes were difficult to come by. So when eggnog first appeared, it was a drink only that the wealthy could afford to enjoy. That changed when eggnog was popularized here in America in the American colonies, where dairy products and liquor were more readily available. Entomologists believe the word eggnog stems from the word noggin, which refers to the small wooden mugs often used to serve the strong ale, known by the slang word nog. In the medieval period, it was risky to drink milk straight, ooh, because it wasn't pasteurized, ooh, right? Eggnog contained alcohol, so it would kill off any of the harmful bacteria in the milk. And of course, that's not true. Um, but I will say this, I've noticed just on a little um, side note right here that it's not necessarily true that raw milk is going to be the healthiest or the tastiest option. And I've noted this or noticed this myself, um, having some of the dairy products from the Amish and the Mennonite farms here in America, a lot of times their milks do not taste very good. And especially if you're heating it up, then you can really taste that it doesn't taste very good. So oftentimes with milk and dairy in general, I think it's important to go by taste as well as many other factors like favoring A1 over A2, especially if it's protein rich, favoring something that doesn't have like a heap of preserves, especially if it's um, got things like, you know, guar gum and uh, locust bean gum. I don't know how it typically is in other parts of the world, but here in the States, a lot of dairy foods are loaded with the guar gum, the locust bean gum, the carob bean gum, the citric acid. Um, all of these preserves are totally del deleterious. Sometimes it's just even better, like if you're getting something, like let's say daisy sour cream, that only is a couple of ingredients that has no preserves and no additives whatsoever. And then you get the quote organic brand and it's loaded with all this sludge or you get the one from uh, the farm and it just, it tastes like an absolute barn. So when you're procuring dairy for things like eggnog or other fest festive recipes for the Yule season, uh, use taste as your um, guiding intuition and also think about the preserve. Sometimes we're so totally um, hooked or caught up in, oh my God, is it organic? Is it grass fed? And yeah, those are good things, good accolades to think of, but sometimes those products taste horrible. Uh, and that's just something that maybe you should use your taste buds in your nose to say, hey, this is like, this is really not very good. Just a side note. A typical homemade version of eggnog has roughly one egg per serving. However, commercial eggnog is regulated by the FDA, the Federal Drug Administration, and can only contain 1% of the product's final weight in egg yolk solid, solids. This stems from the fear ooh, of raw egg and salmonella. So of course, while we're reading about this history of eggnog, of course, some fear has to be injected into the Yule season. It, it wouldn't be you know, it wouldn't be uh, a modern day uh, holiday holiday season if uh, there wasn't some fear injected, right? Whether it's fear of salmonella or uh, some other bacteria or fear of now we have the virus. They always have to inject that into the festive season, but just, just ignore it and enjoy the season. 
So yes, I mentioned a moment ago, I'm going to share George Washington's original interpretation of eggnog. And his contained actually four different types of alcohol. So you might get loose off the goose if you make this at home. His has brandy, rye whiskey, Jamaican rum, and sherry. So that's got a lot going on. Granted, it makes a pretty ample serving. There is no right or wrong alcohol to use in preparing eggnog. All distilled spirits like rum, sherry, cognac, and whiskey produce suitable eggnogs. Of course, it's typically used with a dark spirit, like you don't see things like vodka or gin being used to make uh, eggnog. It's traditionally a, a dark spirit that's used. Individuals concerned about eggs or milk ooh, can enjoy a vegan recipe made with nut milk instead. And yes, you can make it without these things if you don't want to eat those things for whatever reason you don't want to. I remember a while ago I was doing uh, a lecture at a place for a bunch of people, a woman's lecture. It was about 10 years ago. And I made this delicious eggnog that I used cashews. Cashews, of course, have a more favorable lipid profile than other nuts. I believe they're mostly monounsaturated, but I made this kind of like mock eggnog. It wasn't zoggy. It was still like pretty legit. And I used um, cashews that I had soaked and pureed in the Vitamix and strained. And then I added a wee bit of turmeric to give it that lovely color. So there's many ways you can make this if for whatever reason you don't want to use eggs or milk. Maybe you want to use coconut milk instead. I would say if you don't want to do dairy, you don't want to do nuts, coconut milk would probably be your best bet. Albeit, it might not have that traditional flavor, but it's nice to play around with these things. And I wouldn't recommend a commercially produced vegan eggnog or a non-one because they put a lot of nasty. Speaking before about gums, like they use a lot of gums as stabilizers here in the States in dairy products, you want to stay away from those uh, gums. They're totally deleterious to intestinal health. You'll see those gums cropping up all the time in many of these gluten-free products. You're way better off eating a high-quality gluten product like a sourdough bread. And remember, when something is uh, fermented like a sourdough bread, it actually makes it have less gluten because the gluten is broken down. Um, the gluten-free industry is big business here in the States, and literally 99% of those products are totally zogged out. One of the most notable flavors in eggnog comes from the use of nutmeg, and nutmeg, of course, is the inner part uh, of the... Um, what basically is mace. So mace is the outer hull and then um, nutmeg is on the inside. I think they're both lovely spices. I prefer mace. Mace doesn't really get a lot of love these days. It's, it's kind of hard to find, but uh, nutmeg is so quintessentially part of eggnog. Nutmeg, of course, is a fragrant spice made from the grinding of the seeds of the nutmeg tree. And yes, the outer hull is known as um, mace. So that's a wee bit there about the tasty uh, tidbits of of uh, eggnog. And now just a little bit about different versions of eggnog. Like the other day we were talking about uh, gingerbread. I was speaking of different types of gingerbread and how in different parts of the world they make it a little bit different. Everyone puts their own twist on it. Super groovy. So countries all over the world have their own version of eggnog. In Germany they have what's called eye liqueur, which is a homemade egg liquor. In Puerto Rico, they use coconut juice or milk. Eggs are typically left out, and the drink is called coquito. 
In Mexico, eggnog became rompope with Mexican cinnamon, vanilla, and either with rum or grain alcohol. And keep in mind, these areas, Puerto Rico and Mexico, they do have uh, Aryan population. So these are not just areas that, that don't. We just don't necessarily associate these areas with uh, our people. But there are our people living in those areas who have for a very long time. And finally, in Peru, it is made with the Peruvian brandy Pisco. And the same thing can be said of Peru as well. There are Aryans living there, just that there are in Colombia, Argentina, Brazil. We've been all over the world, as I'm sure many of you know listening. So that's about all I have to say on this wee little tidbit, tidbit eggnog, no zog. I hope that was easy listening for you. And maybe you'll think about making your own um, eggnog. And be sure to check out the recipe over on the Tabitha's Kitchen page, which of course will be funneled into the White Wellness page. So I hope everyone is having a groovy day. Uh, it's Friday. Uh, maybe it's already Saturday for you if you're a different part of the world. And um, have a lovely weekend. And we'll be connecting again soon. And I will be doing a special uh, Yule show next week with a guest. So look forward to that. Okay, everyone. Sana.